The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. nervous when I have to do cover shoots because you know so much work goes into it and you always want the pictures to come out perfect because you know the magazine sales for that month are dependent on a nice cover. I always know that that contributes so I always get a bit nervous when I have to take pictures. It is your hard work and your passion that has gotten you this far. So now that you've qualified, go out there, make us proud. South Africa is going to be shouting you on. Remember, if you ever get to the point where you want to quit, don't do it. Remember why you started. I was just driving and the right arm just went completely lame, lost all power. I'd been to gym the day before, maybe it's a pinched nerve. So I carried on driving, I just lifted the arm (laughs) and just carried on driving. And I think it was only really around lunchtime while I was sitting in the makeup chair when I told the makeup artist something very odd is going on here. I went to the doctor, he actually diagnosed it as a pinched nerve and sent me back here. I carried on shooting, but by like three, I thought, okay, something very strange is happening. I had tingles, I was a bit disoriented. And I thought, okay, maybe we should rather go to casualty, and that's what I did. What I'd heard about strokes and how mine was happening, the two stories didn't connect. And if you're still wondering if you missed it, all the trailing that we did, uh, today we host TV personality. She's an award-winning actress. She's a businesswoman. And many may remember her from uh, the crazy days, you know, like that uh, those girls who were the presenters then and I guess many of them, you know, just crept into our hearts and um, we would remember her from that. But then, of course, she's gone on to do so many other things. Um, those fans of Soul City, Soul Buddies, all of that. And, of course, top billing. Um, you know, uh, some of the credits that uh, Salamina Musese brings with her this morning. Thank you so much for coming through. You're looking lovely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It is awesome, awesome to be here. I've been looking really, really um, forward to this interview. So there I was last night reading up on you and I was like, (laughs) where do I even start? You know, when someone so young has had such a remarkable life and, and, and with so many very difficult things happening in your life at such a young age. How did you get through all of this? Where does the strength come from? <laughs> um, grace. I think it's a lot of grace. Um, and, and thank you for that. Um, wow. Listening to that trailer. I mean, if I had to make a trailer of my life, that was a really, really good one. Um, I think, you know, y- you don't take stock of things um, until you take a step back and and sort of analyze what's happened and and what it means in your life. Um, I think I've always been a really private person, um, and that has sort of helped me to sustain myself in the industry, and I think it's really important to still feel like you have your own life. Um, I've been on TV since I was 14, um, so that's almost 19 years now, um, and I feel like I've literally um, had a roller coaster ride Excellent, excellent experiences and some really um, challenging ones as well. 
But, you know, you sort of take it in your stride. And, and luckily, I have a really great support system, friends and family, and, and that helps a lot. And I really love that positive attitude, that positive disposition that doesn't talk about the lows but the challenges because if it is a challenge, it is something that can be overcome. overcome. Mm. And, 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 and the fact that you would characterize it that way really does speak volumes. And as you say, you know, you've been on our screens in our lives <laughs> since the age of 14. So you've literally grown up in front of us and, and we feel like we know you. Yes. People always feel like they know you <laughs> when you are on TV they, and they own you to a certain extent. Yeah. But uh, let's just get to know you a little bit better. You know, mm-hmm. let's go under the surface somewhat. You were born in Zebediela, in Limpopo. Yes, I always like to say I'm at heart a rural girl, a Plasiapi, so to speak. What does that mean? (laughs) What do you know about (laughs) Plasieva? Look, you know, my I I grew up uh, living with my grandparents. Um, I think you know back in those days, our parents couldn't always be around. Mm. So my dad worked in Joburg. We were living in Muletlane with my grandmother. My mom worked in Zanin. Um, so we'd only really see her during school holidays. Um, and, and those were some of the best years of my life. I, mean, I think every kid is absolutely in love with their grandparents because they just raise you so differently to your parents. Um, so, yeah, it's rural life. You're walking everywhere. There is no cell phone. We didn't have a TV for the first couple of years. Um, my grandmother and my grandfather grew their own veggies, fruits, everything, you know. So that's the sort of rural upbringing I'm talking about. So when did you make uh, the transition to come to Joburg? Um, I think I was about, let me calculate quickly, about six. Um, I think my parents then decided, oh, we really miss these kids. Um, we want to try and live with them. So how they transitioned us is first we lived with my paternal grandmother in Midoland Soweto. Um, and that was for about two years. And then my mom came from Limpopo and she was like, no, I want to live with my children. Um, I have an older sister and a younger brother. So the three of us then started living with our parents for the first time. And even that was such a colorful experience because at the time my mother was working um, for one of the very well-known mental health institutions back then. So we actually lived in the hospital premises Um, and some of the patients would just be walking around randomly and as kids at that age you can just imagine tell us (laughs) do tell no no we want to know do tell us what 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 was it like what were you thinking i mean as as with any hospital there's patients who are more ill than others Mm. and then there are others who were sort of functional and they were sort of being transitioned back into society and my mom um would you know these were some of her patients so she would send them either on errands or whatever just to see how well they can take instructions you know so I remember one a very specific occasion when she sent one of these patients and obviously she couldn't pre-warn us there were no cell phones in those times we didn't have a landline at home um, and the patient came and he knocked on the door and it took uh, my siblings and I, about five minutes trying to decipher what this very sweet, sweet man was trying to explain to us. Eventually, my mom walked and uh, to the house because she wanted to find out why he was taking so long. And, you know, us being kids, we were just, you know, enjoying this man's company. He even forgot what errand he was supposed <laughs> to be running. And actually, he just needed to bring us the key to let us into the house. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> 
clearly this has stayed with you. Mm. It's, you know, it's left an impression on you. But having lived with your grandparents Mm. previously, Mm. how was it different living now with your parents? I think it's completely different. Firstly, they are much more strict. Um, My parents were really, really, they they took the hard line with us growing up. Um, But also we were in Joburg. Joburg is just a completely different feeling. It's city life. It was, we'd go um, shopping with my mom on Saturdays and take the train. That was the highlight of our lives. Um, my parents didn't have cars then, um, you know, so public transport was the way we got around. Um, but it was such a different time. So the memories are really almost, I mean, I look at it now and it's, I almost feel like I'm romanticizing it. But it, it felt mm. like that because we were very sheltered. My parents were very involved in our lives. They were those parents who would attend every, um, you know, speech we did in school assemblies and, and things like that. So it felt different. Um, but good different as well. And then you, uh, you indicated that you've been, you know, on TV since the age of 14, but mm. apparently that happened quite by accident. <laughs> yes. Um, eventually, my brother forgave me. I, <laughs> he was actually the person who was shortlisted for Soul Buddies. Um, and I was accompanying him just to help him fill out the form. Um, so I was waiting for him when he came out of his audition and they thought I was also waiting in line to go next. And I was like, no, 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 I'm just here for my brother. And they said, well, you sort of look like one of the other characters that we're going to audition for in the next couple of days. So just go in and use the script that you practiced with your brother. And that's what I did. And that was my first job on TV, Soul Buddies. And how was that? Because, I mean, did you at any point, as you say, when you were going in, you were accompanying your brother. Yeah. Uh, So you had absolutely no thoughts, I would think, of, you know, actually landing a role. So how did you deal with that? And and, and what was it like when you just started? It was so daunting because of um, the three of us, I was the very reserved um, reader books, sit in a corner, uh, make myself seen, not heard type of person. Um, So my parents took all three of us to the agency um, so that we could just stay out of trouble over school holidays, keep us busy, so to speak. So it wasn't a dream until it became one, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, because until I started acting, I didn't realize that I needed that kind of outlet. I'd always been a very creative child. Um, It's just that I did it with Barbie dolls and shoes and all sorts of things. Um, So I'd been telling little stories um, to my family and my siblings the whole time, but I just never, ever thought I would be doing it on a public forum. Um, And that's what Soul Buddies did. And it was such a big show at the time. So it took literally all my strength sometimes to just make a public appearance. Um, It was really, really hard. The adjustment for me uh, took a while. Um, And especially at 14, you know, I, I just... I didn't realize how big the show would be when it we was were shooting. And, and as you're saying that I can hear that song, it's I'm not so going to try and sing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I can just hear it uh, right now. It really was that big mm. uh, back in the day. How much did they pay you? <laughs> <laughs> I was so not expecting it. <laughs> but actually, interestingly enough, we were the best paid kids on TV at that time. 
So you it had was to not be. It bad. was a big show. It was not bad. Um, I mean, if you are 14 and you're making about 950 a call, and in a month we were shooting about 24 days. Yo, it and was that was not back bad. when. Exactly. It was not bad. <laughs> No, <laughs> I not, saved a not lot of money. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even by today's standards, yeah. at 950 rand per call, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of work, you yeah. know, and a lot of preparation that goes into it, but yeah. it's not a bad living. Yeah, we were not very any stretch. <laughs> yeah, well, and then we're speaking to Salamina Mosese this morning. And of course, you're always, always welcome to join in the conversation. But I won't be uh, too uh, sad if you didn't call immediately because I still have a few things that I'd like to speak to Salamina about. But we'll do that after this. Imagine a life where every need is met, a life where you are in control, where knowing what decision to make is a fact and not a risk. Mancosa graduates don't just dream, they make it happen. Mancosa, South Africa's leading distance education institution. For more information, visit www.mancosa.co.za or SMS Mancosa and your email address to 34745. Mancosa, dream it, we'll take you there. The Multi-Choice Disney Challenge is coming to Snaba Stadium this weekend. Hashtag Asidali. On Saturday, starting at 10, I escape Town, tackle Captain City, and defending champions Bafana Bestand are up against Marisbeck United. Bafana Bestayeli takes Super Sport United. Free tickets to be collected at Snaba Stadium on Thursday and Friday from 1 to 6. Entertainment includes a performance by Cuesta. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. And thank you so much for staying with us this morning. We're speaking to Salamina Mosese and uh, just talking about her life, you know, walking through it. And um, uh, th- th- some of you may know her from Soul Buddies as, and now you've got that song playing in my mind, you know, <laughs> the one that I won't get rid of for the next however many hours. Um, uh, I'm not happy about that. It's not the song that I want in my mind right now. But anyway, it was Soul Buddies. It was crazy. And then uh, that was, uh, there was so many other things as well mm-hmm. top billing mm-hmm. but i want to ask the question about you know being a child star because you were a child star mm-hmm. um how do you make that transition from being a child star you know into uh the adult world in entertainment because surely it can't be easy because people always tend to remember you as the a child you know yes. in that particular space very true in in fact um a lot of child stars have to take about a two-year, one-year to two-year break um, off TV just so that um, people get, you know, you sort of give them a break from having seen you every single day. I mean, I was on Crazy for eight years, but I was lucky because straight after Crazy, I got, if not the role of my life, um, uh, you know, one of the most important important characters I played, and that was Gigetsu on backstage. Because what that did is it forced people to see me as a young adult. Um, but I must tell you, I found that difficult. Mm. It, it, it's amazing how the mind works. Yeah, you know, it 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 actually took me a while 
to see you yes. as an adult. Yes, a lot of people did. Um, and, and I think it's also because Soul Buddies and, and the other, you know, the, the, the Soul Cities um, were such big shows at the time that people want to sort of keep you where they like to mm. see you. And, and that's okay because it means you made an impact um, in that character that you were playing. But it's, it's, it's very strange as a young adult who wants to then move on and, and, and get out of that kids' TV stigma, so to speak, because it does affect other work. Um, you know, there's roles that I auditioned for, but people were like, no, but you're so sweet. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm acting, you know, so I can actually do anything. Mm. Um, so the frustration with us as performers is we want, you know, the big adult role just so that we can shirk that kids TV thing. And it took, it took uh, many years for me to even do that. So when the bug eventually bit and, and, and when the dream then started, mm. you know, was there any particular role that you coveted? Like, I wish I could get that role. You know, I've always wanted to play the villain. And it really? was, yes. Ah, you can't be a villain. Ah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. Your face. You don't have the face for a villain. Too sweet. I can't see you. Is there a face for a villain? Yes. I <laughs> Look, I think it's it's a challenge that I have yet to be given because nobody wants to give me the character <laughs> of a villain. Um, but I can understand why. I, I can yeah, perfectly you know, understand why. Look, the, there's a reason why we have casting directors in this industry. It's because they are actually good at what they do. Mm. And, you know, if it really is not going to be believable that I'm a villain, then um, that's just going to have to be a dream. Unless I produce my own film. I was just going to say, that would probably be the only way. You will be the only person who will cast you as a villain. I can't see it. At least I'd work really, really hard and around the clock to make sure that I'm believable as a villain. But I, I think that would be a beautiful challenge for yeah. you. Yeah. You know, there's something I, I would watch. I, yeah. would, I, I would want to see how it pans out. But sitting across from me right now, I, I can't see it. But then, of course, um, you know, work aside, and uh, I think you've been blessed. I think you'd agree with me that very. It, it, it just seemed to fall into place, everything for you um, uh, on the work front. And people are asking here about your um, marriage and being married <laughs> to a musician, actor, husband, and how that <laughs> is working out. And, yeah, maybe let's go there. Okay. You know, um, you guys met on set? Yes, we met on backstage. Um, I was his drama lecturer on backstage, interestingly enough, and he was a student called Chase in my classroom, a very naughty one at that. Um, but when we met, we formed a fast friendship, I think, and really only started dating after backstage ended about two years after we met. And it was a whirlwind romance, so to speak. Mm. <laughs> um, but he is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man. Um, and we've been married. This is our ninth year. September will be nine years. Now, the whirlwind romance. And, mm -hmm. I, and I was reading that you guys are still, you know, quibbling over whether that um, 
dating lasted for four or eight months. Uh, you saying it was four months yes. because the first four months you were just friends and then it was four months and then he popped the question. I thought that was very interesting. So did you know that this was the person that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with? At what point did that become clear to you? Yeah, I hate to even say this because it's such a cliche, but I really, you, when you know, you know. And I really knew the only thing that um, made me a bit apprehensive was the fact that I hadn't known him for long. And, you know, everybody knows that you must at least date somebody for a year, you know. No, who says that? Well, you know, that's society. Uh, And and I sort of bought into that. So it made me nervous. But I still, I thought, either way. I can bank on his character. And that's what I... Four months, eight months, yeah, he's 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 just, you know... Um, it was done. Trying to convince himself it. But I'll tell you an interesting <laughs> story. When I met his mom for the first time, her eyes almost popped out of her head. She was laughing uncontrollably, and I was so offended. Why? And she told me it's because there was an afternoon when he was in standard eight. He was about 16. She came home and was shocked to find him in the house watching TV, broad daylight. And she says he was glued to the screen. And she asked him, who's this? And he said, Salamina. And she was like, I've never seen you in the house at this time. Why this girl? And he said, I don't know, but this is my wife. That was at 16. Wow. So I think he'd been planning. <laughs> and that's it why. It sounds like. It sounds like it. But hey, who can blame him? Uh, listen to what Kurs is saying. Kurs Emmanuel Matabula on Twitter says, SK, the name Salamina Musese always sounded so delicious to me. I don't know why. No offense to Hauser, <laughs> but I just can't get over it. So, so yeah, no offense, you know, and, and none taken. And... I guess, you know, the man knew. Yeah. And, and and they say, I don't know how it works, but they say when you know, you know. I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever even been through that. Mm. I can't remember. Maybe I'm just not present enough in my <laughs> own life. I don't know. Yeah. But we're speaking to Salamina Mosese here on the show this morning. Let me read a few more messages for you before we go to the news break. Unati Kwaza says, you have a wonderful person in studio, beautiful, humble, and greatly talented. Oh, wow. Sizwe Mazibugo says, you sure know how to choose them, eh? The lady that you have in studio is an inspiration to all young people and love the show. Itani Puledi says, um, I know Salamina from uh, Rand Afrikaans University. Yes. Quite uh, reserved. And there was a crazy guy who used to ask her to marry him daily. <laughs> My dad sorted that one out quick. <laughs> so there was a guy who asked yeah. you to marry <laughs> So how did this happen that the other students also know about it? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, I think that must be either somebody who stayed in the res with me because only the res people would know. Eventually, we had to ask the security very politely to assist us because this gentleman was adamant I was going to be his wife. So, so, so hold on. How did he ask you? He kept asking me. He'd wait for me after classes or he would wait for me by the res. And, and go on his knee or just... Uh, no, Ma- perhaps if he had put more effort. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hauser, well, uh, good for you that that guy didn't put more effort into those proposals. We're speaking to Salamina Mosese. We're going to go to a news break with Nom Samdluli and we'll continue the conversation and also open the lines after this. Tonight.
rich man with some money in my pocket. Keep up. So many pretty girls around me and they're waking up the rocket. Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacking. Keep up. Players only. Come on. Put your pinky rings up to the moon. Girls, what y'all trying to do? 24 karat magic in the Salamina's Choice, yes, Bruno Mars. Yes, I love that song. It just puts such a smile on my face. And he looks like he's having so much fun in the video. He always does, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, I love Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah. Something about Bruno Mars, I was saying to Salamina off air, that just, that that makes one happy, that mm. takes you to a happy place. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, hey, that's what it is. Uh, Elias Chinemo says, yay, some Bruno Mars on AM Live. Uh, it's lit, Baba. Thanks to the team for <laughs> such a wonderful show. Uh, what a great guest you have there. And uh, Renda also, oh, 24 karat magic on the air with Bruno Mars. All thanks to our guest this morning, Salamina Mosese, because that is her feel-good song. Yes. Uh, Zakela says, you write, uh, when men somehow, uh, as men somehow, we always know who we want to make honorable. Hmm. I knew that with my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, I knew it when we met, says yeah. Zakele. Yeah. You see, and this is the thing uh, 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 that women must understand. Men always know. They know. They have a plan, which is why the quickest way, ask him, 
so what is this that mm. we are doing? <laughs> and then to ask him to define it and you will see yeah. he will either run or he will stay to define it and you'll have your answer right there. <laughs> so Lamina, let's just fast forward. Uh, the lines are open, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mabule, or maybe we should take Mabule before we uh, continue with the rest of your uh, story. Sure. Mabule is in the West Strand. Good morning, Mabule. Oh, good morning, Sakina and Salamina. Hello. Yes, no, I'm just saying that we really learned from you. You are just a, a humble a humble soul. And I just want to say that uh, now you taught me how much effort must I put to get Sakina. <laughs> I'm glad to have inspired you. Hey, 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 hey. This show is going somewhere that we don't want it to go now. No, no. Mabule. No, 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 Sakina, because... Because you, you always impress me with your presentation and TV. And when you were in Kruger score the other time uh, making a show during the, the local uh, government elections, I just came there to greet you. But I froze just meeting you. So I need to make more effort. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mabule. Making me blush here. Hey, it's, about, it's about Salamina this morning. It's not about Sakina. Please. <laughs> Can we just get back to the issue at hand? (laughs) But thank you so much, Mabule, for the call. Uh, Salamina, let's talk about the stroke that you had. Mm. And you had a stroke before you were 30. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was 29. Yeah. So so, uh, we heard about it, a little bit about it in the clip. But Mm -hmm. uh, just talk us through it. What happened on that day? Um, yeah, it was crazy. I was driving to work. I was working on Siavandalan at the moment, at that time. Um, and it really, really was sudden. Um, and it also presented in a very strange way. Um, eventually they, um, diagnosed as, as, as a mild stroke, like a TIA. It's almost a mini stroke, so to speak. Um, but it was a scary, scary thing. Um, the right side of my body went lame while I was driving. But because, I mean, I didn't immediately think it was a stroke. So it sort of progressed um, throughout the day. And then eventually I was on set during a scene and the crew um, put their tools down and they were like, please, can this woman be sent to hospital right now? So they called my mom and then um, she came to fetch me. She was close by. And um, yeah, about three months of recovery after that. Um, in and out of hospitals, various treatment methods, um, and really life-changing for me, I think, um, because there's something about almost dying, inverted commas. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a severe stroke, and I didn't have a clot or anything like that, but it really was an, a wake-up call for me. Mm. I guess it's being faced with your mortality. Mm. You know, when mm. we, we know we're going to die. We know we can die, yes. But but there's something about it being right there in your face, especially when you're young, so mm. to speak, um, relatively healthy. Um, my daughter was only two at the time. It was such a scary, scary time. But what it forces you to do is to really take stock, um, and and you know, change the way you think about a lot of things, um, work, uh, family work-life balance, um, who you are, what you want to achieve, your purpose. And, you know, I always, I, I think it's, it, I mean, it took a while for me to even think of it as a blessing, but it, I, for me, it, it felt like God saying, listen, shake, 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 wake up, take stock, be grateful, 
and decide what it is that your legacy will be. Wow. Mm. You see, again, that attitude of gratitude, that positive spirit, because, you know, it, it, is, it is you. You exude that. But it wasn't just the stroke. It was a very tough period for you. Mm. A, a period of how many months? Six months, nine months yeah, that it, you went through a really rough time. Yeah. After about three months after that, I had another health scare. Um, so that whole year, I was just like, what, 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 what am I meant to be doing? What is it? And I think um, purpose and destiny just became extra important to me, but also family and just realizing that I'd been pushing myself hard for many, many years. Um, and, you know, I think just generally as women, but generally as people who work in, in this very busy city, we are more stressed than we realize. Um, so it's, it's really important to just listen to your body um, and take time out. Um, that's why um, if people who follow me on Instagram or Facebook look at my pictures, whenever I'm traveling, I think that is my happiest time. But that is actually the only time I get to unwind and just do nothing. Wow. Um, and that's, that's important. But, you know, when you want to achieve and when you're ambitious and, and you have so many dreams, you just want to chase, 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 but you don't actually realize that there's wear and tear that's happening on the body. It doesn't matter how old you are. Because when we think of something like a stroke, we don't think of it being something that affects young people. Exactly. And yet, um, if you look at the statistics, that they are quite frightening. So don't ever rule out anything based on a person's age. Exactly. And you talk about, you know, when people see you in pictures and um, you and Hauser and you've been blessed with a beautiful daughter. Yes. But... Uh, you never take pictures of her? No. <laughs> you take, but not yeah, for We don't public, post them. Yeah, yes. Not for public view. I'll tell you why. Um, look, I think as parents, we all have dreams for our kids. And knowing what we know about this industry and how difficult it is and sort of, you know, the, the pitfalls of the industry, we really don't want this industry for her. But we also understand that... There's, there's ge genetics here involved mm -hmm. and already we are seeing that she's um, very musically inclined and, you know, so we sort of, we know it's coming. But the reason we don't put her on social media or when we are out and people ask for pictures, some people are like, oh, is this your child? Let her be in the picture. And we're like, no, 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 no. It's because we want it to be her choice. Mm. Um, to be in the public space. Um, and, and when she's old enough to make that choice, she'll post herself. Um, I, I don't, we, want, we don't want to predispose her, so How to speak. How do you find people's reaction to that? Because I found as soon as, because people will ask to do an interview with you. Yes. And they want your family, the whole, you know, uh, shebang. And as soon as I say, not my children, mm. no, it's a no-go. Mm. Uh, because of exactly those reasons. They have their own lives. They are people in their own right. Mm -hmm. And it is not fair for me to, number one, make those decisions. And number two, to expose them to um, what can be a very cruel world in that particular way. How did you find people respond to that? People really don't like it. Exactly. It is strange. And because both of us are on TV, 
they almost feel entitled yes. to having, you know, Why our whole you family. A yes. <laughs> and uh, I, look, I think the amount of exposure that you give to your private life is a choice that you must make for yourself. It's not incidental. Um, and some families are fine with it. Um, we just, for us, we, we're very private people. Um, I mean, even... Um, if you check our social media, even Hausa and myself, we also don't post a lot about ourselves as, as a couple because there's no perfect relationship and we don't want to create the impression that it's all roses and wonderful. And even if it was, it's, it's private. Um, it is a relationship. It's not a media relationship. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah. It's just a choice that you have to make. It's real. Because it's human beings. It's human beings. And we go through things that are not always glamorous. Um, So you don't want to put your relationship on a pedestal and then we get offended when, you know, we always joke about the crack. We call it the crack. You know when magazines put you on the cover Mm -hmm. and it's that same cover Uh, that you did in good times and then they put that lightning strike in between (laughs) you. So we're always like, yo, baby, the crack. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they do this thing, eh? They will talk about you, but the day there's a scandal or something oh, goes wrong, it yeah. will be top actress. <laughs> the, the headlines will scream yeah. of top celebrity yeah. couple, this, yeah. that, and the yeah. other. And unfortunately, uh, some of us do not learn these lessons uh, yeah. ever, and some of us take a long time to learn them. It puts a lot of pressure on the relationship. I think that's what we're really guarding against. And but even for our daughter, it's that. We don't you want guys, her to live under that shadow. You're such an inspiration as a couple. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm reading messages from so many of our listeners as well who find you absolutely inspirational. Thank well, you. Well, why do you think that is? Oh, I, I don't know, actually. Um, <laughs> favor. I think it's favor. But thank you for that. I think um, sometimes... When people don't get too much of you, they appreciate you when they see you in small doses. Ah, you see? Maybe that's what it is. Speaking so many truths to my heart, which, <laughs> which month were you born in? Um, June. So I'm Gemini. Oh. I know, right? Oh. You actually pulled a funny face. I saw you. I, I saw you judge my no, birthday. No, nothing against June and Gemini's. <laughs> nothing at all. But, but you know, you, we, we talk about health scares. And um, I was reading how uh, your husband, who's, of course, diabetic, mm. and he speaks about his fears and his fears for your daughter and the fact that, you know, she could inherit some of this. Is he type 1 or type 2 He's diabetic? Type 1. Type yeah. one. Mm. So it is hereditary. hereditary. Yeah. Yes. So those fears, you know, and, and, and with what you've been through in terms of the health scares. Mm. Look, it's... Um, I'm lucky because Hauser really does look after himself. He's very clued up about his condition. He's educated me a lot. Obviously, I had to do my own research because of the type of food that I buy, the way we eat at home. And by default, that's how my daughter eats. Like I remember an incident. My brother always laughs at me because he always says to me, Ah, Sally, Dumi sounds abused. Dumi is my daughter. And I said, why? <laughs> he says, because if you try and offer her more than two sweets in a day, She's the one who says, no, 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 only one sweet a day, you know. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and, you know, so we, we really try um, to limit 
her exposure to the bad food, so to speak. She's never had fizzy drinks, for example. It's just decisions that we've had to make to circumvent, you know, but at the same time, um, we can't live in fear. She is a kid, this is true. Um, so she still eats the sweets and the you know the nice things, so to speak. But at a very limited rationed portions, I would say. Well, the lines are open. Don't blame me. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero eight. And I'm going to read a few messages, uh, Salamina. Uh, this one says, "SK, I envy the couple on TV. They look so happy <laughs> and so compatible." That's from Tulile. And then uh, Reggie in Durban says, "Salamina, you were my first TV crush. I think I first saw you when you were acting in Horizons back in the '90s." <laughs> and uh, yeah, how's that? You did well to take. Uh, now. I understand yeah. why that proposal yeah. was so fast. Took me off the market. Yeah, I, I get it now. <laughs> I get it. This one says, my daughter is 10 years old and I see an actor in her. Where do we start? That's from um, Manape in Johannesburg. Mm. There's a lot of great kids agencies still around. Um, one of my favorites is Star Quality. So maybe Google them and check it out. But it's very important that I disclaim Um you need to be involved in your child's career if that is the path you um, think they are destined for. Because it is long working hours um, and it's not an easy industry at all. And, I, you know, very demanding, very demanding. And, and to try and balance schooling, that was um, one of those challenges for me as well. We were out of school three months ago. You know, you have to have uh, tutors on set, things like that. So you just need to really become a momager, mommy manager mm. um, for your kid. It's right. really, really important. And not morph into a monster. No. Uh, whilst you add it, <laughs> because that could also happen. Yeah. But you know what, speaking of um, uh, education and managing your time, mm. you got the break at 14. Mm-hmm. So some people would think, well, you're already in the industry. Yes. So, you know, you can less, uh, rest on your laurels for what it's worth. But you didn't. No, 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 no. Education was always something I was very passionate about. I was an A student and apparently, so one of the contracts we signed with Soul Buddies, um, uh, Bobby Heaney, our producer at the time, was very, very strict. He actually promised our parents that if our marks drop, he would fire us so that we would actually focus more on school. And so we had that in the back of our minds. And because we loved working on the show so much, it really inspired us to keep working. Um, so education for me was always something that I knew I would never let go of. I studied something outside of the industry. I did a degree in corporate communications. Um, and interestingly enough, when I wanted to take a break off TV for two years, I went and worked um, for the South African Council for Educators, and that is what I was doing. I was in charge of stakeholder relations for the council. And then um, about, yeah, last year, last year when I decided to do my business diploma, it was because now my interests are very much um, aligned with business and entrepreneurship. And so I wanted to equip myself with all that I would need to sort of take on that next uh, chapter of my life. Um, So, yeah, studying. I'm a bookworm. I read about last year, I read 32 books. So this year I need to up that. Um, But, yeah, I just love words. I love literature. I, I just want to consume knowledge. That's one of my obsessions. 
Let me read more messages here. Uh, Sloni says, Salamina is so modest. Others appear in dramas and start making us feel that uh, they have arrived or <laughs> as if they have arrived. And then, um, uh, Spusiso, uh, I, Spusiso, no, Spusiso, you're out of order. Leave this woman alone. She's married. Uh, Brian Kumwala in Peter Maritzburg says, uh, please ask her how her husband is coping regarding his illness uh, and her support for him. I think she spoke about that. Uh, Brian, I hope you covered. Um, then this one from Athomani Job, who says, shout out to Salamina Mosese for inspiring so many souls and being a good role model in this day and age. Does that come with any pressure? I think it does. Um, but thank you for that. You know, you don't, I don't, I don't know. Look, I don't know that anyone sets out to be inspirational because we're all just living our lives and you know doing the best, the best that we can. Yeah, mm. um, but I'm I'm glad that it is received in that way um, because it just means uh, living my life as authentically as I can. Um, you know, people respond to that, and that's great. Thank you. Mpo Putini says, what a wonderful chat with Salamina and absolutely love her. Uh, another Spusiso, Spusiso says, uh, wish you all the best, my sister. You remain an inspiration to many. Uh, God bless. And uh, this one says, Sakina, I was in a clinic yesterday for an eye, at an eye clinic. And guess what I found? Um, my diabetes was uh, 2.6 low. Oh, and I word. never thought... Of that, I froze. Yeah, that is very low. That is scary. Yeah. All the best with that. Indeed, mm. indeed. And, and and you've got to take care of yourself. Um, diabetes is, 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 is very, very, very scary. Mm-hmm. And Salamina, you are living with someone who is type 1 diabetic. Yeah. And maybe, uh, you know, for uh, our listener here, the Touchdown Sun, just talk about you spoke about good living um uh, good eating habits yeah. you know staying fit diet is everything i think um people don't realize we, we need to understand what is in the food that we eat for example people will say no 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 cut down on fizzy drinks but then they replace that with juice it, it, it still has a sugar. high sugar content. <laughs> you know, it's just small things like that. Just making those minor adjustments. For example, it's very minor, but we don't eat pap in our house every day. Every now and then you crave it. But the reason we don't do that is because for somebody who is like my husband, who's type 1 diabetic, whose insulin no longer, I mean, whose pancreas no longer produces insulin. So he has to inject himself with insulin in order for the body to digest sugar. Pap turns immediately into sugar when it hits the body. So it's just one of those foods. And so many of our people love it because it's a staple, mm. you know, but it, it doesn't mean you have to cut it out completely. It just means you need to ration yourself. Everything is about what sort of portions are you dishing up? That's another thing, you know. <laughs> when when not my the mom, mountain. yes, when my mom sees me dish up for my husband, she's like, "I I'm like, "No, this is enough for him. Trust me. Please, can I dish up for my husband?" Um, it's small things like that, um, and exercise, just general healthy living, and drinking lots of water. You know, um, it's not impossible. I think, um, you know, we all know what the bad foods are because even growing up, 
our parents actually ration it. There's some foods we only ate in December. There's a reason why that was. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Yeah. Uh, Paniza Lutuli says, I like the way Salamina and her husband value their marriage. I believe that they actually set a good example for uh, family and social values. And uh, another one here, um, this one, you're people talking about proposals they must get over themselves <laughs> it's not gonna happen this woman is married and Gwenza uh, uh, says a very cute lady I like her very much um, I guess she was a model <laughs> yeah by default I think I was an actress first and then the modeling stuff sort of comes in afterwards <laughs> Yeah, and so many other messages coming through as well. But uh, Salamina, great to see that, you know, you, you have created such a positive impression, um, not only of yourself, but of your family. And that South Africans actually really do look up to you as a role model, um, not just, again, yourself, but mm-hmm. even as a married couple and as a family. Anything? Last words, parting shot for the listeners out there. Well, firstly, thank you. Thank you for all these wonderful comments and such a great show. Thank you, Sakina. I'm so cheerful. Now I think I can conquer anything. Um, I, I, I think it's just important for us as people to to be comfortable celebrating each other. And, and I think that's what this show is about. And I'm really, really grateful and honored to have been a guest on your show. So thank you. Kai Crooks Chisane says, wonderful listening to Salamina Musese. Beautiful voice, heart and story and may she continue to be blessed um, and I think that that's that's a wonderful note uh, to leave it on and uh, thank you so much for your time it's been awesome thank you and I, I just feel so blessed right now I'm feeling positive <laughs> yes. you know like yeah all of that energy now with me but thank you also uh, to our team of producers uh, we've got Ntwaki uh, Koo who put the show on, uh, to the, on the air today we've got also Stagazelo, Mark, there's Asanda, and of course uh, the producers who put it together the night before. Uh, we have uh, Misho, Miriam, and then uh, our senior producers, uh, Lungile and uh, Tlengiwe, and also our executive producers, Aubrey Sechia and Krivani Pele. All of you, have a fantastic weekend. We're back next week.